Hey folks, uh, just letting you know that uh, this episode there is a ton of music and I know normally I will drop clips of the music into the episode. I just went ahead and made a, to make it easier on everybody, I just made a YouTube um, playlist and I will, the link will be in the description if you go there. It's to our normal, um, our normal YouTube page and it's, it is titled, um, Billboard Top 100 in 1984, and you can watch or listen to all the songs that are mentioned here. So with that being said, enjoy the show, and let's get going. Take two. So, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Project X Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I am Big Dave. And uh, we are still in our deep dive into the year 1984. In previous um, previous episodes, we talked about albums yep. that came out in 1984. Movies. Movies. And now we're going to talk about the Billboard Top 100 singles yep. of the year. Now, we did mm-hmm. you know touch on the number ones all through the year when yep. we, we talked about albums but you know sometimes songs that that, that have had a, a a a a long history you know that, that have endured over the years didn't make it to number one yeah you know they, they were top 10 hits or top five hits or or whatever you know and so it's one of those things we thought yeah. well let's just go down the top 100 because that way we'll get a better you know Oh yeah, that was a big song that came out that year. Oh, that was a big song that came. You know that well, that wasn't a, a number one. So kind of in the spirit of that, why don't we kind of do a Casey Kasem countdown <laughs> style and start down at one hundred? Uh, we could do that. <laughs> Got it right here. Yeah, me too. Okay, uh, we're gonna start here. Number one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I That's did why that. you wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, say it. Say uh, it. Yama be there by James Ingram and Michael <laughs> and McDonald. Michael McDonald. <laughs> you know this one because of the forty-year-old version. This is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This Paul Rudd famously said, if I hear you, I'm going to be there one more time and we'll bring a gallon of gasoline and burn down this entire place. <laughs> I did that just to torture you, my friend. So, uh, but yeah, that was, I, I'll be honest, outside of 40-Year-Old Virgin, I, I, I couldn't ever, I couldn't tell you this song. I mean, it, I it's remember in, it when they played it in the movie, uh-huh. uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, I remembered it. Uh-huh. But other than that, yeah. I didn't remember that James Ingram was on this. Um, that uh, that whenever I read this, I was like, oh, I, I forgot that he was on the, tr- the original track. So. Yeah, I mean, he's the intelligible one. He's the one you can actually, <laughs> you can actually understand. understand yeah. <laughs> you know, Michael, right. Michael McDonald, um, Bob Dylan, right? Uh, you know, who's the other one? Uh, they, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah the guys that you can't right. you understand maybe every every few third word. Right, or right, something. right. Yeah, I understand. Okay, number ninety nine, "Rock Me Tonight" by Billy Squire. I, I'm sure if I heard it, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, same thing. It's not a. Um, it doesn't doesn't jump off the page at me. Yeah, okay, ninety eight. You've got Night Ranger with when, when, you, when close you close your, your eyes, eyes. I do remember this one. Yeah, it was kind of the big ballad off the album. Kind of a ballad. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite as slow as Sister Christian, but it yeah, was. You know, true. it was kind of a mid tempo. You know. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to drop some. Maybe not everything, but we're going to we're going to drop some some uh, audio clips in here. Now the next one, Magic, Magic this by the one, Cars. This one really surprises me, and I wonder because um, if this was off of an album that came out previously, uh, because you know that year they did release um, what album was it on? 
Uh, let's see. I tell you what, I can we'll look it up here and see. Yeah. Uh, this was on. No, it was on the same album. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe Magic was was only like a. Now this doesn't say that you know it topped out at number ninety nine on the charts. No, you know, this, this is the top one hundred. It's probably for the entire a top year. ten. But that is that is a song that. You would think it would have got more turns than that. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I remember the video very well. You know, he's in the on, walking across the, yeah. the 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 swimming pool. You know. Now I know um, the next one's a big one for you. Hold on. You you love the next one. Okay, yeah, the uh, Peter Schilling's uh, Major Tom coming, coming home. home, which great song. I remember I remember this song as a kid. Now, I, admittedly, it was a minor hit. Like oh, yeah. it, it was one of those. It's like you would hear it now, and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I know that song. But it's not one that. Somebody be like, "Oh my God, we got to play this!" You know, it's more of one of those like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that." It's definitely one of those. If you hear it, come on, you're. Like, oh, I'll go ahead and turn that up. Turn that up. Well, you know the whole thing with the Major Tom, of course. You know, David Bowie with Space Oddity, yep. and then he did Ashes to Ashes yep. later. Like I think that came out in like, 81, 88, something, one, like, something it, like that, yeah. which was kind of a. It mentions Major Tom again, you know, and so I, I, I always, when I got older. And really got into Bowie and you know all that stuff. I always kind of wondered if this was a him trying to tap into that Major Tom, you know, types. So I'm sure it I'm was. I'm gonna I say know. absolutely. Yeah. So but anyway, uh, the next one, Duran Duran, but not one of their bigger hits. New I, Moon on Monday. I can't off the top of my head. I couldn't. I'm tell sure you what if it I is. heard it, it exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, the next one though is one that has endured over the years. Uh, this, John Cafferty. And the Beaver Brown Band. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Say it one time fast. On the dark side, this is from the Eddie and the Cruisers soundtrack. Yep. Um, this was, again, it was a, a hit song, but it's on, really and truly it, its legacy is because of classic rock radio. Yes. Because it it's one of those things that it moved over into that uh, into that format, you know, a few years later, and it just it's it stayed there. So, yep. But I always loved the song. That was a good song. So uh, then there's a Stone song, Undercover of the Night. I don't know this one, and I, and I love the Stones. Shalimar at '92 with Dancing in the Sheets. Do you remember this one? Yeah. I remember this one, and this again minor hit. Now Shalimar had been around for a long time. Oh yeah. This was after they after Jody Watley had left. Yeah. And before she went on to have her big you know solo success. Um, but this was, you know, they added a guitar player and, and they, they really had moved themselves. And I think this was on the soundtrack for like Beverly Hills Cop or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, could have been. Uh, hold on. I can tell you, that's the wonderful thing about having the technology. magic witch box. Well, 2.0 here. Yeah. Um, they get, they get bigger the older we get. It was get, on the so Footloose. Really? Yeah. Huh? It was, uh. yeah, it was on the soundtrack. for Full- I knew it was a soundtrack album. I guess you're right. So, yeah. yeah. I knew it was a soundtrack album. I couldn't remember which one, but yeah, that one. Okay, so uh, Christine, Christine McVie from from um, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac she put out an album when mm-hmm. she got tired of everybody else's crap in the band. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's at this time, you know. Of course, Stevie Nicks had put out a couple of solo albums. Yeah, you know, she put one out. Mick Fleetwood put out one, I think. Yeah. Uh, of course, Lindsey Buckingham was doing his put out thing. Several. Yeah, so it's one of those. This is kind of at that point where Fleetwood Mac were kind of doing. They yeah. were still. They were still Fleetwood Mac, but 
none of them could stand right. to be in the and same And you know room. what? She might not even have been in the band any longer at this point. Because this would have been around the time that members were leaving. I think Stevie Nixon may be left by this. No, actually, no, she hadn't. <clears throat> because um, she stuck around for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, Fleetwood Mac has had so many incarnations over the years. Yes, they have. Mick Fleetwood and John McVie are the only two members that have, that have been with them from beginning to yeah. end. And because, I mean, all the, you know, because they had a whole career before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks well, joined the band. Yeah, you know? they had their band. Right. That was the the Peter Green, Pete Wood, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, it, you actually get to hear the story if you watch the Sound City um, oh, was it in there? documentary. Yeah. Because they talk about how Mick had come to the U.S. to look for a studio mm-hmm. to record that next album in. And that's where they met. Lindsay and Stevie, and Stevie yeah. because they had done um, Nick's Buckingham at Sound oh, they, City, yeah. and they were kind of just hanging around okay. trying to sell the album. Well, it definitely worked out for them, you know, oh, Rumors yeah. being one of the best-selling albums of all time. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next one on this is Cool in the Gang Tonight. Yeah. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. I'm sure I know it. Um, okay. Billy Joel, The Longest the Time. The Longest Time. Which... An Innocent Man, that album, I think it actually came out the year before. I think it came out in 83. Yeah, this but, had The Longest Time. It had This This was one of those albums that, that had like Uptown, five, six. Uptown, Uptown, Uptown Girl, Girl, Tell Her About It. Yeah. Uh, Keeping the Faith yep. was on this. Um, uh, what was the... Um, this had Leave a Tender Moment Alone. <coughs> it had um, This Night Can Last Forever. And a bunch of singles. That's off six of it. singles right there. Yeah. You know, type the, and it's one of those things that a bunch of them charted. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to see more as yeah. we go up. But this was the one, you know, that's all acapella. You know, it's yeah. them. You know, it's kind of them doing a doo wop thing. Yeah. Now, have you seen the video from a few years ago, the Jimmy Kimmel video? Okay. So they're doing they're doing the um, Billy Joel was on there with his band. Yeah. They were the musical guest. Um, uh, what's his name? J.K. Simmons. Yeah, was on there, and they're doing, and it's one of those things. It's one of those behind the scenes videos, like it, it didn't make air, you know. But they released it to YouTube. Yeah, and they're sitting there, and they're all like kind of up in front of the camera. They're going to do a promo of like, hey, tonight, you know, on the show we've got, you know, blah blah. And J.K. Simmons all of a sudden is like, hey man, he goes, uh, uh, let's do the longest time, and he starts doing the the baseline, the doom 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 boom. You know, he starts doing the baseline, you yeah. know, and like Billy Joel's like one of his, he's, he's like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's like, you know, give me a C or whatever. So that like, you know, the guy gets, and then like they start doing it. And Billy Joel took like the first verse and Jimmy Kimmel took the second verse. But the whole time J.K. Simmons is singing the bass part perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I love J.K. Simmons. I I, I, he's a great actor. You, I mean, the guy doing the, what is it, Farmer's Insurance? Mm-hmm. And then goes. We are farmers. Yeah, that, yeah. And then he was goes, he was um, J. Jonah Jameson in the first three Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I mean, he's play, been in a ton of stuff. He was plays in, an um, evil guy, plays, plays a goofy I know, guy. I know. And uh, he, I tell you what, his most his evilest role that he ever played, Whiplash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that movie is brutal. Yeah, as a drummer, that movie is brutal. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was just kind of one that like, you can go look it up on YouTube. It's a great clip of of oh, yeah, and this was this wasn't supposed to you know this was just kind of an imp- you could tell it was an impromptu thing you know so so anyway eighty eight go goes 
Head over heels. Yes, head over heels. This was the we talked about that when this album came out. Yeah, that this was the only like single that we would know off of it. You know, because this was the last album that they released until for I, a decade. I love the Go Go's. I do too. Yeah. A, okay, um, and in the band that my wife hates rats. more than anything, Rat. <laughs> round and round. Yeah. this was their big breakout, and um, um, yeah. <laughs> Again, we're not going to tell that story. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here, here's a cool. The next one, um, John Cougar Mellencamp, because this was he was this is when he added Mellencamp. Yeah. Because he was John Cougar prior to this. This album came out, which it, uh, and it had Pink Houses on it. Yep. Which this is, what album is this? Is this so? What was it, was it called? Uh huh. Yeah. That's uh, that. Yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, it was uh-huh. I couldn't remember if it was that or if it was a. Uh huh. Uh-huh, What's uh-huh. it called? Uh huh. Uh-huh. But uh huh had a bunch of singles off of it. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, a bunch of singles. Uh, th- that had um, tumbling down, and you know, I mean, it, it, it spawned a lot of a lot of yeah. hits that you would know. But yeah, Pink Houses. Jackie Diana. I don't think it was on that one. I think was that, that the one before? Hold on, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. Let's get. Yeah, it came out in October of 83 I think that's what it said uh, let's see let's look at the track lending okay Crumb- uh, crumbling down we yep. know that one pink houses yep. authority song oh yeah I find authority authority Jackie O is on this one okay play guitar um, and that's that's all of the, oh, the ones okay. that we would know but I mean that but that's this was the album after yeah. Jack and Diane. Yeah, uh, you're right. Um, and yeah, but th- this was a big album for him. And um, so yeah, there we go with that. And next is another band that I'm I really like, but their drummer's a jerk. <laughs> and I love Stuart Copeland. He's I such love a jerk. Stuart Copeland because he knows how to get under Sting's skin more than <laughs> anyone else in the entire world. He knows uh, how to get under everybody's I know, skin. I know, I know. He, and, and he flat says he's like it, 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 he said he is in an interview said especially after they had gained a yeah. huge amount of success and Sting really got into being Sting that he said it was my job to bring him back down to earth as often as I could. <laughs> you know, was, <laughs> the, na- the name of the song that that we're mentioning yes. though is wrapped around your finger, which is one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah, um, and this was I think this was the last one that was last single that was released off of Synchronicity, which had come out the year prior. Great yeah. album. Um, the barge with time will reveal. I don't know that one I don't either. Um, and then everybody's favorite, um, <laughs> Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. But I don't know this song. Think of Laura. Yeah, this I don't was know like this his one. second or third big single yeah. after you sailing. Hear, you ever hear him talk else. about this? Well, his or he had that one. He had Arthur's theme, which was the you know if yeah. you get caught between the moon and New York City. Yeah. Um, and his other big hit was. Um, is it on and on, on and on? If you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he, I know that." He's song. a great songwriter, and he wrote a lot of songs for a lot of folks. He did. As a performer, he's as vanilla right. as it gets. One of those best new artist winners that disappeared. He has flat said in in interviews that MTV killed his career. Yeah, that was like that was one. He was one of the first like. 
MTV but, going, we, we can't market this guy. This well, is... MTV killed a lot <laughs> yeah, of absolutely. careers because, you know. Some, <laughs> faces for radio. Yeah, <laughs> faces for radio. And sometimes yeah. music was better when people mm. were ugly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, um, Culture Club. This is uh, Church of the Poison Mind, which is one of my favorite songs by them. Minor hit, again. Yep. Um, uh, John Lennon, Nobody Told Me. All right, of course, Lennon had passed four years prior no, to let's this. let's call it right. Well, he'd been was, murdered he'd been four years. He'd been murdered out in front yeah. of his apartment yeah, building. in front of the Dakota. And, um, it, but this was the, I can't remember what the name of the album that, that came out after, because uh, you know, he'd been recording some stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's still... Um, the next one's great. Ollie and Jerry, Breaking, There's No Stopping Us. Yep. Okay, I think this was on the soundtrack, correct? Yes, yes it is. Breaking. It's on the yeah. Because the thing is, is there's another, and I think it winds up on here, there's another song coming up that was actually called Break Dancing. That was, yeah. Laura, uh, was it Laura Brand? No, or, uh, was it Laura Brannigan that did it, I think, or something? We'll find out here yeah. in a second. Uh, no, or Irene Cara. I think it's it. It was like, but it was a, it was another because breakdancing was so big that like people were like yeah. okay we got to write songs about this you know <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah it's uh, okay uh, Madonna holiday holiday okay holiday was on the self titled release that yep. she put had put out uh, so and I, I guess this means that this was probably one of the last singles that was released off of that if it made it into 1984 because later in the year the big one drops yeah. like a virgin and it's there we go you know but yep. people forget that that first madonna album she had you know borderline was on yep. that and you know holiday and um, lucky star was on that you know that kind of stuff so she had a career already that was burgeoning but when like a version came out it was like no this is madonna you yeah, know? It, was, <laughs> it was nuclear and it was that yeah. whole um mtv that performance on the the, the yeah. wedding cake and yeah i know so it's uh and everybody was just, oh, she can't, can't believe she did that on TV. Well, that wouldn't be the last time she did something that. <laughs> no. Okay. Again, a holdover. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yep. It's number 78 on this. Uh, again. I, I remember when the video yeah, for this 83 debuted. was when this, was when that album dropped in December of 82. Yep. And pretty much ruled the entire year of 1983. <laughs> yep. And then bled over into And bled over into 84. So, uh, and it was the video that did it. Oh, yeah. yeah thir- was it 13 minutes long? 13 minutes yeah. long. It had Vincent Price in it. Well, it was directed by John Landis. Or, yeah. Um, or no. John Landau. Yeah, there you it was go. It John Landau. And then it was... Um, um, yeah, uh, and but uh, Rick Baker did all of the the creature yep. effects on it and stuff like. I mean, it's a great. Vi- if you haven't seen it, what first off, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. what rock have you been living under for the last almost forty years? I mean, there's now? kids today that are still watching <laughs> still, this video and, and still learning doing the, the dances. Dance I know. So yeah. it's a, anyway, um, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, seventy seven. Can't get over loving you. I don't I, remember this one. I remember. I think he was trying to ride the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Well, you know the wave thing. On this. The thing with it you know he did have another minor hit like the the other woman yeah you know i'm in love with the <clears throat> other woman yeah it's one of those you hear it like oh yeah 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 he did a ton of stuff leading up to and after ghostbusters yeah uh he's a guitar player for one thing he's yeah. a good guitar player and he played on a ton of stuff he wrote a ton of songs produced a ton of albums so it's one of those things that people are like oh yeah the ghostbusters guy's like no 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 ray parker jr did a lot of stuff. Pretty oh, yeah. much, pretty much did the soundtrack to your life. Is what he did. Oh, he, so. he's done a lot of stuff, but he's he's known as the the Ghostbusters guy, and 
the guy who ripped off I want a new drug from Huey Lewis and to write it. Yes, and, and <laughs> that that is very true. You can put there was a lawsuit and and it's and you can hear it. It's yep. there. So uh, and uh, okay, let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. Pointer Sisters, a number 76 with I'm So Excited. I'm so excited. Well, the first thing I think about is Saved by the Bell. The whole the Jesse Spano <laughs> with the, 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 the caffeine pills, you know, because they couldn't use real drugs on the show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the Pointer Sisters, I'm so excited. Big hit. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, again, this might have had some kind of layover from the year prior. Probably. Uh, I know that one of the top ten songs in here was a layover from the year prior. Because uh, I already looked at it. So, uh, but anyways, after that, you got KC and the Sunshine Band. Give it up. Holdover from the disco days. Yeah, very much so. And I'm here to tell you, KC and the Sunshine Band is a really good band. Oh, they're talented players. They are very talented. And I don't care what anybody says they made some of the best music, the pop music from the, the 70s. Yeah. I'm sorry. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So, I like disco. Because I look at it for what it is. It's pop. It was seventies pop, pop music. music is yeah. all it is, you know. And you know, I, I understand the whole disco sucks thing, you know, and every, But it is one of those things where there's a reason that disco has never gone away because it's good music. So yeah, I mean, you, you <laughs> but put it's like it, anything. There's some good. There's some bad. There's yeah. some that was just so mediocre we don't even think about it anymore. So yeah. Now next up at ninety or seventy four is actually a group that I like. Yeah, and it's Wang Chung. Wing Chun with, with Dance Hall Days. Dance Hall Days. Which was not their biggest hit, no. but it was a good song. It was a great song. Good song. Uh, and, course, and, of course, you had Wang Chung, mm-hmm. the, you know, the big singer. Everybody Have Fun Tonight. Yeah. yeah that's a, and that's really the worst song off of that album. Yeah. No, There's that's actually, actually a solid album. That yeah. is it. I mean, again, people think mm-hmm. about the Everybody Have Fun Tonight. You know, that's like, oh, this is the... But it's one that of those the things... the weird video. Yeah. And, and then if they remember Dance Hall Days, which Dance Hall Days is a completely different thing than that yeah. song. And that song kind of stands out as a... This is this was their radio like they this was purposely this was going to be their radio hit yeah you know <laughs> but that is that that is surprisingly and it wasn't until about ten or twelve years ago that someone actually was like no seriously you need to listen to that album from beginning to end yeah. I was like holy crap this is this is solid so and, I I own that cassette yeah it was it was a good cassette and yes it was a cassette it was a cassette okay so now we are at number 73 which is another one of my guilty pleasures is bananarama the cruel summer cruel summer uh-huh. um it was on the karate kid soundtrack that's where yeah. this, that's where this yeah it was is used in the movie it was on the yeah. soundtrack and this is a great song again enduring legacy you hear it okay you know it's one of those and also who was it um 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 who were the ones? Ace of Base covered it. Oh, that's right. I've yeah, forgotten about that. Yeah, and actually a pretty decent cover of it. You know, it was okay for what. I mean, it, it's still that that late nineties techno Ace of, Ace of Base, yeah. whatever it is. You know, so. they saw the sign. They, they did. They did. And they just was, want another baby. So. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Billy it was, Joel because it was a beautiful life. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, folks. I started that. That's my fault. I'm, I'm going to take the hit on that one. Eventually, they made it to the bridge. So. It's like, <laughs> Cleveland, we're out. Yeah, I dare anybody else to come up with more <laughs> to come up with more Ace of Base songs than I just did. Oh, so. that's, that's my fault. I apologize. So, anyways, uh, the next one here Billy we are Joel. again, another Billy Joel, number seventy-two, Innocent, Man. Innocent Man. Oh, that's mm. one we didn't even answer. We didn't even list on the the songs off that album. And Innocent oh. Man was was a single. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, which think what you will about Billy Joel. 
this was, I mean, of course he had had success prior to this album, but this was the one that really catapulted him. Yeah. I mean, just, it, it was everywhere. When Tell Her About It, that was the first single off that album. When that thing hit, it hit huge. And the thing is, is it was like catchy and, you know, and like people our age at the time, which is 10, 11 years old, you know, is one of those things where it's, yeah, we liked it because right. it was a catchy pop song, you know, that kind of stuff. But it really got into the boomer nostalgia because it had that nineteen. Because the video was this whole nineteen fifties, yeah. you know, and that was a whole. This whole entire album is a throwback to a lot of that nineteen fifties and early sixties pop, you know, pop yeah, doo wop type stuff, you sensibility. know, sensibility. Yeah, and and there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with that in the slightest because a lot of that stuff is incredible music. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, an innocent man. I, I love this song. I really, he's got a song on here, and I would have to, I have to look it up, and I bring this up every once in a while just because this was something I discovered completely on my own. I'm sure that somebody way before I did had said, oh Figured yeah, by the way, he's got the, the song that's on, um, that's on there, it's called This Night Can Last Forever. Okay. Like, if you heard it, you would know it. It's a slow song, you know, um, completely ripped off Beethoven for it. Really? No. I mean, completely like the the melody line is what it, the melody that's being played during this symphony that he did. Really, everything. I mean, it was because it was one of those things that I had I had purchased one of the you know back in the nineties. You go into you know like a Target or Walmart or something. They would have like you know the, these CDs be like Beethoven or you know this or that, and it was like soundscapes Beethoven. You know where it would oh, have yeah. like you know like oh Tower had a yeah Tower all of them had a ton of you know those. where it would be like they'd be playing Beethoven music, but you would hear like oceans in the background yeah. or you know like uh, nature sounds or whatever. And so I had purchased one because you know I was a stupid '90s guy like all the rest of us. You know, had I actually had a copy of Pure Moods. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's going back. There's a flag. <laughs> Back. Uh, and I was sitting there listening to it, and the song came on. I'm like, wait, this sounds really familiar. And, and like, it, it clicked in my head. I'm like, what is this? And I'm kind of humming along with it, and all of a sudden, I was like, mm, tonight, only you and I. Oh my God, this is a Billy Joel song. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I kept listening to it. I was like, he stole this completely. Like, completely. Like, every note of it. He didn't even change anything, you know? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, Billy Joel, uh, an innocent man. Tracy, got off on, um, 71, Tracy Ullman. They don't know. I, okay, I love Tracy Ullman. She's hilarious. Yeah. I used to watch the Tracy Ullman show. You know, that's, of course, that's The Simpsons came off of that. Yeah. You know, that I remember watching that on Sunday nights and like, yeah, there was this little cartoon stuff that was in between these these yellow people and it was really funny. You know, it's his family and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I like Tracy Ullman's, all of her sketch comedy also, but I really watched it to see The Simpsons, you yeah. know. Um, but... I remember this song also because it's what was the Paul McCartney movie? Oh, um, it was um, "Give My Regards to Broad right, Street" because she's in it, yeah. and this song was in it also. And he's in the music video oh, okay. for this, like at the end of it, like they're driving off, like she gets in the car with her boyfriend, yeah, and it's Paul McCartney driving, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, and so yeah. And the thing is, I remember seeing the music video back in '84 and doing like. Why is that guy from the Michael Jackson song in the <laughs> in this? You know, <laughs> so okay. And also at that time, I'm going to say it, not realizing that Paul McCartney was a Beatle. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't. I knew the Beatles, but I didn't know them individually. Okay. And so it was a little after this 
you know, after, you know, say, yeah. say, say, you know, and when he did the Michael Jackson stuff and everything, and, and I saw him in this and a couple of things that it was revealed to me that, like, no, he was a member of the Beatles. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was 10. What do you expect? You See, know, I mean, it's, like I said, I grew up listening to the Beatles, but I yeah. didn't know them individually, like, you know, who they all were I, and I stuff. I guess so. because of the way I, my wife, or not my wife, my mom had some cousins and one of the cousins. Freudian yeah. slip. <laughs> What day is it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a big kid. I need to be taken care of. It doesn't matter I, I, who I it think is. It's, I, I think it might be Blur's Day, September Day, or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's a <laughs> anyway. One of one of her cousins taught piano lessons, and I was one of her students. Took mm-hmm. piano lessons, but when she would like pick us up at the house mm-hmm. and. In the car, she had all like these fifties and sixties, you know, like tapes of, you know, all these old rock and roll songs, and some of them that she had with the Beatles. Right. And it's like, oh well, that's cool. She goes, oh, if you like that, you should listen to this, and put in Wings. Yes. And yes. went from <laughs> Beatles to Wings, and then from Wings, and then she ended up having like the movie or something on yep. VHS, and so, it, it was just so kind you, of a natural progression. This, oh, this guy that was in the yeah. Beatles and then in this band called Wings. And yeah. So you took a major step down. From- <laughs> I like Wings. So, and while anyway. I, I like a lot of Paul's you know, yeah, solo stuff, I'm more of a George Harrison guy. Yeah, I, I Harrison and, and Lennon's, you know. 70. Yeah. Hall of Notes. Yes. Adult, Adult Education. education. Yeah. This is one of my favorite Hall of Notes songs. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's just it's something about the the the, the cadence, rhythm, yeah, the, the cadence, cadence to it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you on that one. I, I understand that. It is a very catchy. Like it's one of those strange, catchy songs where yeah. it's like I don't know that it's it's one of those things that if somebody says I don't like that song, I'm like I understand why. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, like I said, it's got that catchy. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, I, I kind of like it because it's different. It doesn't sound like their other stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly. Okay, so we're at number 69. This is it, the breakdance. It is Irene Cara. That's Irene Cara. Okay, yeah. There you again, go. capitalizing on a trend that was going on at the time. Yep. Number 68, Come On, Feel the Noise, Quiet Riot. Off of Metal Health. Metal I, Health. And this, this was a cover of the Slade. Yeah, did this originally. Slade, yeah. yeah. This... This album, um, Metal Health and Van Halen's 1984, were like two of the first oh, yeah. real cassettes that I bought for myself. Yeah, was the rat was out of the cellar on that also because that came out the same year. I didn't know if it yeah, was. Yeah, probably, but I didn't. All I three didn't, of them. I yeah. didn't have that one. Yeah, have I ever told you my "Come on, Feel the Noise" song, my story? I don't I had think a, anyways, so. Anyways, when I was younger, I don't know. I don't remember what year it was. Quite honestly, it was. It would have been in the very late '80s, some somewhere. Yeah, okay. When Showbiz Pizza was still around. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And like, and I was older at that point. You know, I mean, I was a teenage, you know, young teenager. So I probably Showbiz been, Pizza was the better between the better that and Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. Yeah. Um, but it a uh, great documentary called The Rock of Fire Explosion. If you can find it, that's all about that. Where they actually talked to like some of the people who were founders, and they talked to the guy that really? owned. They talked to the guy who ran the company that did all the anim- animatronics. Oh wow! And it's great. Okay. I'm telling. You. So anyway, um, um, we went in there for something. I think my cousin was having a birthday party. I don't remember what it was. And and like I said, I was a young teenager. I mean, I might have been twelve or thirteen. You know, yeah, somewhere okay. in there at this point. It's the very end of the '80s, somewhere. You know, or yeah, I guess in the mid late '80s, somewhere. I don't know what it was. And but 
Billy Bob, which was their mascot, yeah. and the Rock of Fire explosion was doing Come On Feel the Noise. And I remember that day like dying a little on the inside <laughs> and also losing massive respect for Quiet Riot. <laughs> Be, I know. You can't I know, exactly I know, be mad know, about it for as many times as we used to put Metallica or Megadeth, oh, you know, know, Teddy Ruxpin. I know, I know. So, okay, so number 67, uh, Bruce Springsteen with Cover Me. Uh, again, it was one of the singles off of, of uh, Born, Born in the USA. USA. It it was not as successful, but it is one that you would still oh, yeah. hear on the radio, you know. Definitely classic rock fodder. Here we go. Madonna, Lucky Star, again, yep. off of her first album. So this would have probably would have been some holdover before Like a Virgin. Which is funny because the thing is, is that used to, you know, even especially even back in this era, you would have albums come out like within a year, year and a half of each other. And while there were still songs that were being that were charting from yep. the first album, you would have a new one come out. You know, that way you just keep it fresh, keep it, you know. And uh, you don't see that as much these days. You haven't no. seen that in a while, actually. Yeah, we're still um, waiting for an album from um, right. System of a Down. <laughs> I thought you say Lauren Hill. <laughs> I would love. We've been we've been waiting twenty two years for that. <laughs> oh, I would kill for another Lauren Hill album. Uh, yeah. um, so next, uh, the cars with you might think, which again, big Great hit, album, huge hit. Again, the video uh, with animated, you yep. know, all the stuff, you know, another good one. Um, uh, okay, this is probably my favorite Huey Lewis in the news song. Really, if this is it. And a lot of it has to do with the music That's video. That's the name of the song, If by this the is way, it, it's the name of the song. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it has to do with the music video, and it is one of my favorite music videos, because they're at the beach. Yep. And it's it's just it's really funny it's you know hysterical. it's it is it's a funny it's a funny it's one of those like kind of comedy video you know but it's yeah this is uh Huey Lewis this was uh was it Sports City come out yes. the year prior and huge. Yeah, uh, I want a new drug. If this is it, hard rock and roll. I mean, it was one of those like we're just like all of the stuff, you know. So uh, yeah. and Huey Lewis was huge in the mid '80s. I mean, just huge. Um, number sixty-four. If this is it, again, holdover from the previous year. Um, Culture Club at number sixty-three with Miss McBlind. I don't know this one off the top of my head. I remember it. I mean, just off the top of my head. I, I'm sure if I heard it, I would know what it is. It's but, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Rick Springfield. Love somebody. That's a great song. Okay. Um, again, yeah. Okay, this next one is interesting. <laughs> this next one is interesting because it's 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 on here. It is. You remember when the Jacksons put out the Victory album? Yeah. Okay, and you know it was basically they were getting it was the Jackson Five, but then they also had one of the other brothers. There was actually six of them or whatever. And yeah. They just called it the Jacksons, and it was funny because like Michael was only on like two tracks. Yep. That was it. And this, and was, I think it was to just, it was like a contract he was obligation. On, yeah, it was one of those things. He, he was, was like, on the, he was on the track. Hey, fine, I'll yeah. do it. And I'll be done with you. He was on the track, um, torture, which was the first single that they released, mm-hmm. and then he was on this track, and and this is really a solo or it was a duet between him and Mick Jagger. Yeah, and but it's but it's listed as the Jacksons because it was on that album. Yeah, so uh, go and look it up. It's it's an. It's a song. He it's, he was so <laughs> done with Papa Jackson at that he point. He was. He wasn't, and for good reasons. So. Yeah. Here we go. This ZZ is a holdover top. also. ZZ Top with Legs off the Eliminator album, which had uh, Legs, yeah. Sharp Dressed Man, and um, um, 
uh, what give was me it? all your love. Give me all your love, and yeah, give me all your love. Was yeah, I, this was this was again. ZZ Top had been around for over a decade at yeah. this point, but this, this was the. This oh, was this, the, who were these guys? This, you know? Well, this is the album where they came out with the car. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and synthesizers say, <laughs> and and some synthesizers, which yeah. they there's actually a pretty good ZZ Top documentary right. on Netflix right now that I enjoy, and they talk about it. They're right. like they've always been into experimenting oh, and trying new things. I'm, and I'm not all faulting of that. them for it. It's like, but this was like you have two very distinct. ZZ Top sounds. Yeah, you have the '70s stuff, which is very much the Texas blues. You know, that's where you get like you know uh, Lagrange. Yeah, and you know I heard it on the X, and you know, and different stuff like that, which is very much a blues, a Texas blues. Oh yeah, rock, whatever. Then you have the synthesizer era. Yeah, and that was this album and Afterburner and Recycler yeah. and you know where it's like okay you, this is you, you know. had you had the car mm-hmm. which if I remember is like a thirty two Ford something like that uh, yeah high boy awesome. I think um, and they kept boy. the same video director for right. most of those right. albums right. and each video was just a continuation Pretty of much. the same story Pretty line. much, yeah and and they also they used that same that the the car motif. On several album covers, yeah, you know, I know it was on Eliminator and Afterburner, both, and I can't remember if it was in, I, no, because by the time they got the recycler, they had a, a, a thirty-two car. Cadillac, yeah, is what it was. It was a beautiful car. Dusty has always been into, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and actually, I can't, um, um, the bass player, oh, I can't think of his name right Dusty now. Dusty Hill, Dusty, yeah. Um, uh, the drummer's John Beard. John Beard, yeah. and, and then, then you got Billy Gibbons. Billy Gibbons yeah. is the big car guy. Right. Dusty actually lives here in Nashville somewhere. Oh, really? I didn't know you lived there. Um, yeah, and all of them are just. Which is funny. I said the drummer's name is is John Beard. It's, He's the one dude without a beard. In the it, it's not John Beard. It's not John Beard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's John Beard. Uh. Mm, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Go look it up. Go ahead. Keep anyway. talking. I'm, it, it, the last name is Beard. That's for sure. ZZ Top was the first concert I ever went to. Really? 1990. It was on the Recycler Tour. I and, did not know and, that. and the opening act was a little band out of Atlanta, Georgia, by the name of the Black Crows, who had just put out Shake Your Moneymaker. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, it was a good, it was a good, like great show. But you, but you know what I came away with? I came away with. I went and bought two things while I was there. I bought a concert T-shirt yeah. uh, of um, of the Black Crows because that's I was really like I really that first Frank Beard. Is it Frank Beard? It's Frank, Frank Beard. Frank, I, yeah. um, I bought a, which I still have the T-shirt somewhere. It's a Shake Your Money Maker. You know? Yeah. And I bought the keychain because they oh, had them for sale. Easy top keychain. <laughs> I still have that that that. That somewhere around here, I'm, but yeah, I've it's, always <laughs> wanted one of those. I'm gonna have to get me one. I'm sure you buy them. Yeah, online. I'm sure you can. But it's, but yeah, I, I bought that was that was I was like I saw that I was like I gotta have that. I gotta have one of those. Oh <laughs> yeah, and and it was because of the video. Yeah, I know because they would hand over the keys and it had that ZZ you know yep. logo on it. So okay, anyway, uh, okay, I know it's cheesy, but I really like this song quite a bit. Top Gun soundtrack. Uh, no, it's not. Are you sure? Yep. This was on the um, uh, Footloose soundtrack. Oh, that's right. Because you're right. Uh, we're still two two years away. You're right. From you're it. right. But yeah, I knew it was on one of those. But Almost Paradise, Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Yep. Mike Reno is uh, is it Loverboy? Is that right? Uh, that might be right. I think so. Uh, Canadian. Yes. 
The 80s kind of all blend together lover boy. for me. You know? He's a lover boy, um, lead singer, and, of course, Ann Wilson from Heart. Yeah. Um, love ballad. Every movie you had to have one, you know. Um, and this one's pretty good. I mean, it is what it is. Um, Rod Stewart at number 58 with Infatuation. Infatuation. And this is Rod Stewart had a definite sound that he came up with in the 80s. Yep. Uh, he changed it a little bit at the very end um, uh, when um, – the name that stupid album? Someone had Forever Young and um, um, Uptown Train and Well, that, that was that actually one? on the next album. Okay. There, there was two albums that came out back to back. Yeah, um, and I can't remember, but no, no, this is the one that had Lost in You and uh, Okay, yeah. and it also had um, He went from the one you He went from a rock guy to a to a, a ballad, pop yeah, yeah he, pop a, and a ballad very, guy. Yeah, it's kind of, you see that with a lot of older rock guys that yeah. they want to, Bon Jovi comes to mind. I remember so, when this video came out for the next one. Yes. Pat Love is a Bim- battle, battlefield. Love is a battlefield. Yes. Uh, and great song. Great video. Great video. Uh, great singer. <laughs> I mean, that, that just... And no now she's just doing mind. nothing but jazz. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think it's one of those, you know, because, you know, she's married to her guitar player. They've been yeah. together for 40 years, you know. And that's kind of one of those things. They're like, okay, we're going to plan a tour. We'll, we're going to go out. And By the way, uh, he's the one who played the guitar part on Rick Springfield's um, Jesse's Girl, trying to figure it oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got next here? Oh. <laughs> Kenny Rogers and Dolly, and Parton. Dolly Parton. Islands in the Stream. This was a big country crossover hit. Well, this was pop, getting played you know. on every oh, no, radio was, station. Was, every and, radio station. And that is most. And it's funny because we were, you know, we were in the car earlier. Yeah, a couple of middle-aged white guys. We were listening to some some old school hip hop and, <laughs> and Prize's uh, Ghetto Superstar, which they took the that they took the melody line. Yeah. You know, the, for the ghetto, you know, the, that Maya is singing. It's yeah. straight from Islands in the Stream. So, um, <laughs> this was a huge hit. I don't want to like you know we just lost Kenny Rogers you know a couple months ago yeah uh, but this was a huge hit and like I said cross I mean like my my dad listened to it because yep. he listened to country music my mom listened to it because she was usually listening to top forty radio station yep everybody at school was listening to it because it was all over everything I mean yep. it just yeah it also sprung up with a bunch of jokes about oh, Dolly yeah, and Dolly and yeah I know so uh, Huey Lewis and the go. News is back I want a new drug. Yeah, great song, great song. I mean, I, this music video is you know it is what it is, but I mean it's not a bad video. It's just kind of a a video. But here's know? the thing about Huey Lewis and the News: they were a bar band mm-hmm. that somehow got radio airplay. The thing that kills me about them is that like when they broke, Huey Lewis was like 35. Yeah, like he was like he should not have been as big as the, as he was because he was well past the quote-unquote age for that kind of stuff. But what was funny is his guitar player was like 16 years old. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where it was like there was a large range of ages in that band of guys. They were a bar band. They They were. was a bunch of guys that would get together during the week and practice Uh and then go to the bar and play two nights a week. And and he had had success. He had played for years and years in another band that toured and all that kind of stuff and never got any big hits or anything. And then he put the news together after that, like I said, he was in his 30s when yeah. he was like, all right, fine, we'll go do this. And and honestly, the record company, they were like, we don't know what to do with these with, with them, yeah. you know? And he doesn't, they don't sound like anything on the radio. Don't they don't sound like anything. Yeah. They don't look like, no. they were the weirdest bunch of looking dudes. Mm, and they made a huge success. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, with the horn section. <laughs> yeah. Horn section. I know, I know. So, okay. Uh, here Elton we go. John. Elton John. Sad songs say so much. 
Eh. I have a love-hate relationship with 80s Elton John. Okay? Some of, Some it's, of really it's really good. good. Uh, Some of it... This song is, is one of the... In the middle. It, it's an okay song. Yeah. Like, it's no... Uh, and I guess that's why they call it the blues. It's probably my favorite thing. I'm still that they, standing. I'm still standing. Is, is it, I like okay. that one. But, but then you have... That's why they call it the blues? Not so good. Really? See, I love that song. Okay. I love that song. If you listen so. to the lyrics, the that lyrics, is not what the blues are about. I know, I know. But it's... That's uh, not why they call I it the know, blues, I Elton. I know, I know. Well, kind of. I don't know. No. But, but anyway, Go read the chorus. I know. Re- no. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Time on my hands means means laughing like children. Time on my hands means time spent with you. Laughing like children, rolling like thunder under the covers. Uh, and I guess that's why they call it the blues. But the, the thing is, is it's like if you look. But if you look at the the, the I know we're going we're, we're dissecting. I guess that's why they call it the blues. If you look at the at the at the verses though. I mean, it is all about not being able to be with the one you love. And it's you know, and it's him singing to that person, saying you know, think about me while I'm gone, and you know all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I like it. So, uh, it's 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 one it's one of my karaoke go tos. Like I'm like. <laughs> I, you want me to sing? Sure, I do this one. This is. <laughs> um, it's. Let's put it this way. It's no Nikita. That's a terrible song. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no, <laughs> we found something we could agree on. That's true. That's true. All right, uh, Lionel Richie, running with the night. Okay, fifty-three. Um, this again is a holdover from the previous year because Lionel Richie had a huge album that came out called. Um, was it? It wasn't all night long. It was called. Um, I can't remember the name of the album, but it had all night long. Running with the night, hello, Penny Lover. I mean, it's one. It's another one of those you go down the lines yep. of like, okay, yeah, yeah, um, um, and yeah, and running with the night, or, or is this running with the night? Yeah, yep. Um, was a big hit, out of, you know, off of that. Um, again, it's a holdover, I think, more than anything from yeah. from the previous year. Okay, Genesis. That's all. And this is Phil Collins' Genesis. Yeah, this was after. This is not no. Peter Centera. Uh, not, not no, Peter not, 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 not Peter. <laughs> Peter Gabriel. <laughs> wow, I'm tired. Wow, too. Wow. That's a big stretch Those between are, the two. <laughs> wow. Which I'm sure we're going to talk about some Peter Cetera here in a little bit. So okay, it's, sidebar, <laughs> can you tell that my, my insomnia has kicked in during hey, this I've quarantine? Been, I've been having problems with it as well. So Even the um, wife's having trouble sleeping. So uh, but yeah, um, where were we? Running with the night? <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Oh, no, that's all. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Uh, this was kind of the bringing Genesis back into the... In the mainstream, yeah, because they yeah. were they were never a mainstream band prior to this. No, at all. If you no. go back and listen to that Peter Gabriel stuff, it's like what? No, that was art house. Yeah. art house band. And he was wearing type like stuff. big sunflower, yeah, outfits and stuff. You know, Peter but Gabriel's always been he's been weirdo. Weird. He's always been weirdo. 80s, Nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Eighties Gabriel is definitely better oh, than uh, yeah, sixties and seventies. Absolutely, Gabriel, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, no, this album uh, this was off of uh, the Invisible. This was on Visible Touch, wasn't it? That sounds correct, but as you know, I, I didn't check it. I'm, I got it right here. I'm working from home and I have insomnia and I didn't prepare for this at all. So sorry, folks. Let's see. I guess that's not really different from any other podcast we've done. <laughs> I'm this. here just as the whipping boy. Genesis, yeah, blah blah blah. No, actually, this was not on. It's the album Genesis. Yeah, this okay. one also had Mama on it, which is probably one of their better songs, yeah. uh, honestly. Not a big hit, but... What uh, else was on that album? What else came off of this? Hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know we're taking another sidebar. Uh, Mama, that's all. 
That's it. They released other songs off, but none of them are. Yeah. Are all right. You know. Moving on, number fifty-one, Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen. And now we're sharing the same dream. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Billy. I like Billy Ocean quite a bit. I mean, it was fun quite poppy stuff. It really was. You know, you had he, this was his first big breakout song. Yeah. You know, eventually, you had you know the the when the going gets tough. You had. Yeah. Um, uh, get out of my dreams, get into my car. Which, which I would much, I much prefer this one over that one. But, and then there was the the big ballad. There'll be sad songs to make you cry. Yeah, that was a huge song, and I still love that song to be honest. So it's, yep. uh, but I, I really do like Billy Ocean. So yeah. All right, we're halfway done, and of course, number, right at number fifty, number fifty, another country crossover <laughs> between the the Latino charts and <laughs> I know and the country charts and the pop charts. Got, this is definitely a border breaker right here. So all the girls I've loved before, Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson, <laughs> <laughs> two of the most unlikely. Again, makes you go, so, Willie, who are the girls you've loved Wait, before oh, as opposed oh, oh, to Julio? <laughs> oh, oh, huh. Was this during the IRS years? No, this is before. Is this before? This is before. I thought yeah. maybe he no. might have been doing that. That happened thing. in the late 80s. Yeah, it okay. Was kinda, yeah, he, yeah, he had, for those of you who don't know, Willie Nelson had a huge problem because his accountant stopped paying taxes. <laughs> he owed the federal government millions of dollars. Yep. And he actually put out an album called The IRS Tapes yep. to try to pay that off, you know, type stuff. So, yeah. Well, uh, we're also talking about a man that smoked a joint on the roof of the White House. In 1970, during the Carter administration. Yeah. yeah. So it's a... Uh, we're talking about girls? a man who's probably never hasn't been hasn't hasn't not been stoned in fifty years or more. <laughs> we're talking about a guy that what is he in his eighties now? He's in his eighties. Yeah. In his eighties, mm-hmm. just did a huge online concert know, for four twenty. I know. I kept love. You gotta love Willie Nelson, man. I love. I love his music, but I love him too because he's just so you know out there. Uh, okay, this is one of those. Uh, Shannon, let the music play. I love this song. I know it, it, this is legit. This is one of those '80s one-hit, you know, pop wonder yeah. songs. But I love this song. It, it, it is on my cheesy '80s playlist. You know, so okay. you remember this one? Yeah, yeah. So, and then another one, the Pointer Sisters with "Automatic." Yeah, another yeah. kind of, eh, you know. Um, if you're ever in my arms again, Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. Oh, good old Peebo Bryson. Um, eh. man, you know, it's so funny with Peebo Bryson. Like, he had a long career, yeah, probably still has one to be honest, you know, with touring and that kind of stuff. But he was always like third or fourth on the list of of, of, of like R&B singers, yeah. you know, where it's like, yeah, it's like, no, no, I'm sorry, there's, there's, you know, there's, you know, James Ingram or there's, yeah. uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, what's his name? It's one of those um, things where people are sitting around in a room and they've got a festival going on going, oh, oh, we should get James Ingram. Yeah. Oh, he's booked. Yeah. Well, okay, okay what about, what, what about, about yeah, yeah, and you start going down the line All right, and fine. you wind up at Peebo what, Bryson. What about <laughs> Bryson? Is he, is he still touring? Can we Who? get... And, and what people will say, you know, the guy that sang with Sling Dion on the, uh, yeah. uh, on that, uh, that song from uh, the soundtrack for um, that thing uh, for um, um, Sleepless in Seattle because they yeah. did the duet of yeah, yeah. Uh, if I fall in love uh, you know when I fall in love you know it's like eh. anyways so. 46 here we go this is a great one the warrior my, my scandal. scandal I will always have a special place in my heart for Patty Smythe because she was absolutely gorgeous I'm sure she still is you know who she's married to no John McEnroe They've been what? married. Yes, she's married to John Macro. They've been married for twenty, almost twenty-five years now. 
John McEnroe. What? Yes. Yes. I... They got married. You know, remember when she had the resurgence when she put out the um, that album? Had the um, the sometimes love just ain't, just ain't enough. You remember that song yeah. in, in the mid nineties? She was dating him at that time, and they got married. Ugh. And they've been together as far as I know. They're, they're still together. So I know John McEnroe. <laughs> I just, I... All right, moving right sure. along. I always like John McEnroe because. He really was punk rock tennis. I mean, that was he was so anti their establishment. You know, yeah, that. yeah, that's true. So true. He, he was no Bjorn Borg. You know, I mean, it was he was he was like the anti that. You know, so. number forty five. Here's the Peterson Terra. Uh, yes, hard habit to break. Chicago. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Chicago Seventeen. Is what this was on, wasn't it? It's on. Corey would know this. Seventeen. Yeah. Yes, you know because he's got all the Corey Chicago albums memorized. Chicago. I mean, loves Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and okay, here we go. Another Huey Lewis. Here, here's that bar band again. Heart of Rock and Roll. Yep. Still beating, you know. So, uh, and that was a good song. Yeah, I think that's still a good song. Yeah. Um, 43. Duran Duran. Union of the Union of the Snake. Eh. Not my favorite Duran Duran, but it's it's, minor, it's in there. Minor. Oh, here we go. I don't know this one. I, I don't either, but I'm sure I listened to it over Olivia, and over. Olivia Newton-John. Because Dad had this like late 70s, early 80s Monte Carlo that had a big Monte, oh, Monte Carlo. This was, was the big Monte Carlo, This was right? the big. Yeah. It had like yeah. the eight-foot hood oh, on yeah. it. It, had the, it was a two-door car. And the doors on it were almost as long as the the hood. My aunt accidentally slammed my... I was sitting in the back seat, but I hadn't got my leg in the door yet. Mm-hmm. And she had to reach out with both hands to pull that door to get it shut uh, and slam my leg in oh, that door. Man. I thought she'd broke it. Since you brought it, it had up. A, it had an 8-track in it, and there were there were two... No, there were three cassette or 8-track uh, tapes mm-hmm. that were in constant rotation. It was Greatest Hits, Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. Greatest so you hits. Heard a lot of physical. Oh know. yeah, <laughs> greatest hits. Alabama. Okay. Greatest hits. Kenny Rogers. All solid. And uh, well, yeah, mostly solid. Yeah. And it was just one taper that you, yeah, you had. Yeah, throw one in. One of three to listen to. You, you brought up the Monte Carlo. Yeah. You know, we're talking about cars. One of the vehicles I would love to own is a. What's that, what year did you say that one was? It was like a late seventies, okay, early eighties. Okay. I will, I will, as I say, I would want one of the like the eighty six Monte Carlos, the Super Sports, oh. when they did that with the T tops and the. Eh. There's something about that car that always I was just like, oh, I love that vehicle. I mean, yeah. I just I don't know. It's just for me. But yeah, the early Monte Carlos were like a mile long. <laughs> yeah, a mile and a half long. I know. Great big giant engine. Great yep. big hood. Trunk space. Yep, yep. And since we're talking about cars, let's just go ahead and talk about the cars in forty one with drive, drive. Which sung this was a song that their drummer sang. Yep. It's one of their biggest hits, quite honestly. It's, it's, funny. it's actually one of my favorite songs from yeah. the cars. And it um um again, you know, you're looking at you know, you're going back through, you know, you might think or or it, you know, magic or any number that and this one really stands out as a this. I wasn't expecting this from them, well, you know, because they were they, one. It, you know, it's the cars mm-hmm. because it sounds like the cars, absolutely. But with you, the scents and everything. You but you you've got a totally different singer on it. It's mm-hmm. not Rick Ocasek, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, that sounds like the cars, but that's not Rick well, Ocasek. But you know singing. what's weird is the thing is is that they had like three singers in the band. Yeah, you know, it was I can't remember the other dude's name because he's the one that sings on the you know um, Let's Go. Yeah. 
which most people think is called I Love the Nightlife, but it's not. It's no, called Let's it's, Go. It's called Let's Go. And you know, and he was a bass player or mm-hmm. guitar player, something like that. And then you'd have something like this where the, yeah. the drummer was singing, you know. So it's one of those things that Okasik was kind of pushed out there as a the front man, but like, no, he was really part of the band. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were they were they were definitely a solid band. A band. Yeah. So um and he we lost him, was it last year? I think it was. Yeah. yeah which so is terrible. Yeah. Um, and whether whether and we can thank, if not for all the Cars music, we can thank Rick Ocasek for that first Weezer album because he produced it. Oh, he was see he, people only I think know. of him as he being was in the Cars. He's a producer, huge producer. I, know. I, I mean, know. if we, if we started going through all the albums that mm-hmm. he was the producer on, that but the music that that, he brought that, us. that Weezer the Blue album, yeah. His fingers were all over it. And after I learned that he was the producer on that, I was like, oh, I hear it. Yep. I hear every bit of it. So anyway. Yep. All um, right, number 40, Night Ranger, Sister Christian. All right, so we have two ballads back-to-back here. <laughs> good good song. I can't hear this song now and not think of Boogie Nights. You know, <laughs> it, it's one of those. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like Stuck in the Middle with, with You by you know Steeler, um, um Steeler's wheel, Steeler's wheel for Reservoir Dogs. Exactly, it's one of those songs now that is forever linked to that movie. Of that's what I think of. I see, I see them, and I say, "What's his? Oh, who, what's the guy's name?" And they're getting to the build up. He's like, "Oh man, here it comes!" And he's like doing the slow stand up, like he said. Yeah. <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose, and it's just. <laughs> I just can't not see that now. Yeah. So. Uh, here we go, another Billy Joel song, number thirty-nine, "Uptown Girl." Uptown Girl. This is where he met his. Future wife. Second wife? Second wife, yes. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. How in the hell did Billy Joel land Christy Brinkley? Musician. I, I'm still, that is still one of those. And he's, <laughs> he is not an attractive no, dude. No, he's not. He can sing like all crazy. He can play the piano like but all crazy. how? That is still one of those. The last picture I saw of him sitting behind oh, behind know, the piano, he looked like Darth Vader without the helmet Anakin, on. Anakin, yeah, at the end of the yeah. uh, You know, and it's one of those things that you go back through. We talked Rico Kasich. He was married to Paulina um, Pasloon. What's her name? She was a supermodel. Yeah. For up until he, they died, until he died, yep. they were together for 30, 30 odd years. You know, so it's a yep. And it's, again, not the best looking dude in the world. But <laughs> I'm telling you, music was better know, when ugly know, people know, made it. All right, the Rhythmics. Here comes the rain again. Good song. Great band. I the Rhythmics. You know, every, of course, everybody knows. You know, Annie Lyric, Annie Annie Lyric, but but no, everybody knows um, Sweet Dreams. Yeah, you dig into their uh, people will know some of their other stuff as well. But when you really dig into their catalog, yeah, man, they had some great music. Yeah, they uh, did. and I mean, here comes the rain again is one of them. You know, uh, one of my favorites is Missionary Man. Oh. I love that song. Yeah, yeah that's a good uh, one. Uh, okay, so here we go. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Billy Idol. Eyes Without, Without a Face. face. So I this would love have been this song. The Rebel Yell album. Yeah. And uh, this is a good song. This is a real good song. I love this good album. album. Good album. I love song. this album. I love this song. This is probably one of my favorite songs from mm-hmm. Billy Idol. And I like a lot of Billy Idol stuff. I do, too. Stuff. I do, too. Uh, one, one of the artists I haven't been able to see in concert yet. I, I know. See him in I concert. know. And it's, it's... I was... Sometimes when I can't sleep, I will get caught in a, a YouTube... Uh, oh, rabbit hole, you know, yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. I had somehow gotten, I remember what it was because, uh, I went and looked up cyberpunk. 
the album that he did in like the very early nineties, you yeah. know, and because I was a good album, people didn't it, give but it the credit. They it, didn't. It, it was it was an album out of time. It really it was. was, and and you know, it was one of those things. I remember like I was watching the video for "Shock to the System," you know, which was the, the only single that was released off of it that yeah. did anything. And you know, underneath it, you get different stuff. Well, one of the videos, and I, I had to go watch it just to see how much of a part of my language, how much of a shit show it, it, it turned it would turn out to be and it did not disappoint oh really iHeartRadio concert from like 2015 2016 somewhere around in there but billy idol was performing yeah and they were getting ready to do rebel yell take a wild guess who came out and performed with him Brittany, miley cyrus oh. and she comes out and she's dressed all in leather she's got her leather pants has got billy idol written down the side of them her jacket is is the uh, front cover for Rebel Yell, yeah. you know, on the back. And it's one of those things. This was at the time when Miley Cyrus was trying to break out of being Hannah Montana and all that kind of stuff. So every every time that she talked, it was MF and Billy Heidel, you know, and this and blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm just going, stop. Just be who you are. Don't try to be something you're not. That is... <laughs> and it's funny watching Billy Idol because he's like... <laughs> He's he's kind of got this. You can tell yeah, that it was thrust I'm, I'm, upon him. I'm almost him. sixty years old, and I'm up here with this twenty-something. You know, and she's sing- and her singing on it was not good. Uh, oh, I'm going to no. tell you that. And he's kind of like looking at, but at the same time, he also has this. Yep, this is what I've been reduced to. This is. <laughs> was Steve Stevens still he with was. him? He was. Yes. Yes. And he great. Did he, he still have the hair? Yep. You remember the hair? I know. That big. Hair. Steve Stevens is about five foot two. <laughs> he is. But his hair makes him about seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, actually. But yeah, he's still rock. He was still rocking it. But yeah, if you go look up that clip, it's not good. But I mean, because yeah. it, like, it is a complete train wreck of, I mean, oh man. Steve Stevens' guitar is pretty much all of the music underneath Top Gun. I yep. mean, he wrote all yep. of the orchestration well, you know, stuff. He did uh, the, the when Vince Neil. After he left, when he left Motley yeah. Crue, he did all of that stuff. He yeah. he played on that entire album, toured with him, everything. Steve anyway. Stevens, amazing yeah. guitar. Doesn't player. get enough credit, quite honestly. Really, you doesn't. know, it's okay. So now that we we gushed over Billy Idol, Corey Hart, <laughs> sunglasses at night. I remember when this video came out, and yes, yeah. I wore my sunglasses at, at night because everybody was doing it. Man. I tripped over a whole lot of crap. Yeah, because yeah. everybody was doing it. Uh, Madonna at yep. thirty-five, borderline. Yeah, again, hold over from yeah. the previous album. But here comes the artist that I actually liked a and lot And the song better. that I really love. Cindy Lauper with Shebop. <laughs> I love Cindy Lauper. You gotta love she is a, awesome. You gotta love a fun, poppy pop song that Dude, is, she is all totally about punk. masturbation. <laughs> she, she is a punk rocker. Yeah, she, in a lot at, of ways. At, at, at heart, she is a punk rocker. She's got an incredible voice. Yeah, she does. People are like, oh, that nah, 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 nah. No, no, no. Listen to her sing. Yeah. Her range is amazing, and she knows how to use it, and she doesn't overuse it. No. Which is the key. One, A singer I really like, really love, actually. I, I think I actually love her more than I love her music, Christina Aguilera. But she's got Mariah Carey syndrome of, I can sing all of these notes, and I'm going to sing every single one of them as often as I can in every song. And you notice I roll my eyes every did. time you I mention know. her. I know. I love Christina Aguilera. No. Again, Cindy special Lopper. place in my heart. Cindy Lauper. Uh, of course. Oh, here's the song that I was talking about that I'm not a big, real big I fan of. I guess that's why they call it the blues. But Elton John was number 33. Elton, here's the secret. That's not why they call it the blues. But 
It's a good song. So. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. We've already talked about this one. All right. Lionel so. uh, Richie at 32, Stuck on You. Stuck on You is a good song. I don't remember this song. Oh, yeah, you do. I'm stuck on you. Got a feeling down deep in This was a country crossover. Was it really? This got play on country music radio. <sighs> Lionel Richie wrote a lot of songs that he, he wrote Lady. Yeah, Con- I know. Like, you know like, no, he did, a, he did an entire album with Kenny Rogers. I know. And, and there's actually a funny story where Kenny was singing. And they get to this one part of the song, and his, Kenny's voice breaks. Uh-huh. And Lionel stops the session. He goes, okay, we're going to do it again. And he does it like three or four times. And Kenny goes, hold on, I'm coming in there to talk to you. And he comes in here. It's like, well, you, your voice keeps breaking at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, he looks at him. He goes, Lionel, that's what they call authenticity. <laughs> that's what they call feeling. Right. <laughs> he goes, albums don't have to be perfect, no. Lionel. And I'm 100% with that. Yeah. Music needs to breathe. There needs to be bad notes and, you know. You need to hear the guitar buzz and the drums rattle. You need to hear, you know, your your fingers running over the strings in between chords and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because if you take all that stuff out, it's just sterile. Yeah. I mean, and it just it doesn't sound right. So anyway, there's our rant on what's wrong with music. So Here we go. (laughs) Steve Perry. Oh, Sherry. This was... Journey had been huge. Oh, still was huge at this point. But this was Steve Perry decided, I want to go do a solo album. Yep. And this song was huge. Now, it would be real easy to mistake this for a Journey song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was a lot of the Journey guys playing on it with him. I don't. I don't think so, because I think this sure? is where they kind of had their Oh, break. is this where they had this the This is where up? they were like, okay, you know, he went off and did this and then disappeared yeah. for a decade or more. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and they're still fighting. Oh know? yeah! So it's, they came back did an album, and they've been fighting ever since. Yeah. So it's a here's here's one of my favorite spinoffs. This Prince. is a good yeah. And and actually, and everybody knows her as Sheila E. Mm-hmm. Actually, the last name is Escovedo. Right. Um, Comes from a very musical family. Huge her musical father, family. Yeah, I mean her and her brother Alejandro Escovedo. Mm-hmm is a huge musician and he is very particular. I've actually seen him play at 12th and Porter back when 12th and Porter was still a facing restaurant. And you weren't talking about an amazing show. Mm -hmm. If, if you like Sheila E, you should go check out Alejandro Escovedo. But this was the glamorous life. This is kind of where she broke out from. This is where Prince took her and said, okay, it's time for you to be a solo. She had been playing percussion with him for a while, you know, and, and this was her, what put her on the map you yes. know it's uh and rightfully so it's a good song yep. great album you know so yep. um i don't remember anything do. about no, 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 29 no. yes yes you do know this one we talked about this this, oh, this is the one i can dream right about this was you. on this was the big breakout hit from the soundtrack of streets of fire okay and right. uh, I recognize yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this one because it was everywhere. Yeah, you could not get away from this song. In You're right. You're right. So. And then here we go, number twenty-eight. I love this song, Nina, with ninety-nine Luftballons. Yep. <laughs> Again, this unfortunately has been relegated to the okay. We have to we have to prove this is the nineteen eighties. Let's play this song. Yeah. In movies and television and every and they always play the English translation version. They don't ever play. The, I remember the first time I heard the song, yeah. hearing the German ver- like seeing the video for the German version. Yeah. And then later on the radio, hearing the um, the uh, English version and being like, wait a second, I thought that was in German, you know. And so yeah. it was kind of one of those like it would go back and forth, you know. So, what What's fun is there's video on. 
YouTube somewhere of where they do the song, mm. and she'll like do the German version, and then do the English version, and then do and to just go back, go and, back forth. and forth. Uh, it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> I bet that get confusing, especially if you kind of wander. You like because it happens yeah. sometimes when you're when you're performing and you let your mind kind of wanders. It's like, oh wait, where am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I love this. This song. is a good song. This is also. a fun song. Number, excuse me, number twenty-seven. Matthew Wilder, "Break My Stride." Another one of those. You hear it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is a nice little fun I song. Remember, I remember you know? we were living in Michigan when this song hit, mm-hmm. and it was like this and the Go-Go's. Yeah. And yeah, it you was... know, Dave, last night I had the strangest dream. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> no, not again. Oh, here we go. He switched over into lyric ease. That's how the song starts. Last night I had the strangest dream. Yeah. I was it. I took a rowboat to giant – or I – I sailed away to China on a little rowboat to find you. You said you had to get your laundry clean. That's the... <laughs> yep. Not racist at all. <laughs> I think they got their revenge on us yeah, with them releasing did. their bat yeah, from there their you go. bio so, research facility. Um, so next after oh. that, this is good. it was a good song. I mean, it was... We were going from good songs into bad songs. There, there are certain 1980s. Oh, no, no, no. This is this is a good song. Oh, I'm, I you looked, missed one. I, missed I know where you were going to. You Sorry, missed one. I missed one. We'll, we'll get to number twenty five. Number twenty six. Huge well. hit, not because of the actual artist, uh, but because of the guy who sang <laughs> who sang the, on the chorus. Yeah, uh, this was somebody's watching me. Rockwell, who um, hey, come to find out, Barry Gordy's son, <laughs> and got a little artist you may have heard of now, the name of uh, Mike Jackson, <laughs> to uh, to sing on the chorus. Yep. and it was a huge hit. The video is pretty cool, though. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it the, you know, video is awesome. Yeah, it, it was one of those videos that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Is like, <laughs> wow, this is because you know, it's one of those things. It's normal, you know, of him like looking out and seeing like, yeah. and there's this zombie standing there waving at him, and then he looks again, and it's a mailman. He's holding up the yeah, holding up the mail. It you was know, kind of like, playing eh. off of that whole um, coming off a of thriller and all. No, that, yeah. no, off of the they live. Was it they live with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and that was later. Um, was that later? Yeah, that's later. That was in '89 when that movie came out. Wow. Yeah, uh, but no, but it was My timeline is totally yeah. screwed well. Up. You know, it's one of those things that I blame media for that because I go back and it's a movie. I it's a TV show. I love the Goldbergs. Yeah. And, you know, it, it always starts off, you know, it was 1980-something. That's yeah. what they always say. And it's one of those things where the timeline of the 80s is all over the place in that show. One one episode will feature something that happened in 1989, and the next yeah. one will feature something that happened in 82. And it's like, wait, and then it'll be like somewhere in between or, or whatever after that. And it's just like it jumps all over. But that's what... That's what has happened over the years with the 1980s, it just, of where I, I it's like, like everybody, they just lumped the 80s into, no, it was all, all of it was this. I, I feel like my, not, my so. timeline is so screwed up at this point. Yeah, and that's something that really, like, I'll, I'll watch something that, that deals with the 80s or the 90s for that matter, and they'll play music. I'm like, that song came out after this happened, or, or way before this. This wouldn't even, this wouldn't even have been a thought of this being played on the radio you know types anyway so uh so down to down to 25 to terrible songs that were there, released. there are certain musicians that in the 80s they committed some awful cr- musical crimes and that this one unfortunately committed several of them yeah and i love stevie wonder oh, but he should never have picked up the phone <laughs> to call and, and say, say I, love I love you, you. yes yeah. <laughs> it is a terrible song man it's a, you know and of course famously jack black's character in in high fidelity yeah. goes on a rant about 
the song. You know, the guy which comes I in, just watched again yeah, recently. The guy comes in and asks you like, "Hey, you got? I'm, I'm getting for a gift from my daughter again." Like, oh, 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 she oh, had a in coma. A coma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and believe me, I hated the song before I saw that movie, and then I saw that movie. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this that was that's yeah. perfect." So, I okay, cool in the gang, Joanna. Joanna. This is an all right song. You know, it's it's an all right song. That, that, yeah. That's all I can say. I was never a big Cool and the Gang fan, and I'll tell you why. We were all Cool and the Gang fans when Celebration came out. Yeah. And then after about the oh I don't know thirty billionth time that I heard that song. Yeah. In the course of about I don't know a month and a half. Yep. Everything because it was one of those things. Everything you did, every every birthday you went to, every wedding you went to, <sighs> every sporting event you went to, every I mean it was everywhere. Yeah. And I got so burnt out on that song to where I really like really got burnt out on cool in the gang in general yeah um so and honestly earth wind and fire are better, are better. they really yeah. Yeah, i'll admit that so 23 actually you know what i'm what? a bigger fan of um oh what's their name i say i'm a bigger fan of it and i can't remember their name uh they're the ones that did um uh, no parking on the dance floor and atlantic star Oh, okay. I'm a bigger fan of Atlantic Star in that era of stuff. Gotcha. So it's an, okay. Anyway, twenty three Thompson Twins. Yes, hold, hold me, me now. now. Yes. Such a great song. Uh, again, one of those songs that shows up in eighties everything. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's see. We are at number twenty two. Say it isn't so. I love Hollow Notes. I, I I go back. It depends. I like some of their stuff quite a bit. And some of their stuff I really don't care for. I'm, I'm so going to bring it up. I like going over and watching Daryl's house. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah Every, I, I just love it. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Okay, number 21. Big hit. Huge hit. This whole album was a hit. Prince and the Revolution. Let's go crazy. Yep. I remember hearing this song when, you know, like, we're seeing the video for it. Yeah, yeah. this this is we're in the era where MTV had really taken over. Oh yeah, you know th- this is where I mean MTV people for you know of course anyone who's much younger than us you know doesn't remember when MTV actually played oh, music. 24/7. By the way, kids, yeah, the M in MTV it stands for music, music, or at least it used to. They used to play nothing but music on mm-hmm. MTV. Yeah, they didn't have any. Well, they had the Real World starting in '92. But and and they had had you know a few things here and there you know because like they had remote control was one of the first things that it was, oh you I'm, know that was fun remote control was, it was I a loved game show remote you know control. I know that was great uh, that that gave us Dennis Leary and Adam yep. Sandler yep. and uh, Colin Quinn yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, oh and Kari Wurr mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyway but it was a um, it was one of those things where MTV pretty much exploded from day one yeah it was one of those like what's what's this you know and it was one of those things goes mtv exploded you know and it was one of those things this is and and, but before we had cable there was friday night videos that came on nbc late night it was like on friday friday night it was friday night it's usually not no it started no no no, it was a late night show was it late it was a late night show yeah because i remember like staying up late to watch all this stuff i was thinking it started at no it was it was like after it was after uh the tonight show no Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, I guess it's about eleven thirty right. or our time, ten thirty or eleven thirty our time, yeah. twelve thirty on the East Coast, and it's one of those things that like, but music videos just swamped everything. Yeah, yeah and uh, and this um, uh, let's go crazy. Like when this yeah. when this hit, it was one of those things that like, wow, who is this? Of course, I didn't know Prince prior to this album because I just I just didn't. I was only ten years old. You know, it's when nobody this nobody our age yeah. knew Prince before this album, right? Even though he. 
put some really good stuff out prior oh, to this. No, yeah. he did. I, you know, eventually I was like, oh, dude, this we're, is the we're album behind. that broke yeah. him, though. So it was one of the. I remember watching this, and when he when he laid into that guitar solo yeah. at the end of this, I was like, who is this dude? Yeah, you know, and I've all, I have always said <clears throat> that Prince is greatly underrated as a guitarist. Oh no, I mean, always. greatly under yeah. appreciated. Um, and so anyway, but yeah, let's go. The, the, we could do a whole just about Purple Rain about the album. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not really going could. to. But it was. Oh, yeah. I just remembered um, MTV. The early I forgot about Liquid Circus, which was Liquid the Television. Liquid Television which brought us Beavis and Butthead which, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was in the early nineties. I forgot about the Young Ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Funny story about that. <laughs> like, for those and they don't used know, to they, do Monty Python flying. They circus. did. Yeah. Um, it was like late, late at night. Both. Though. It was on Sunday nights. They would show yeah. them. Uh, it was, of course, they're, they're both British, you know, BBC shows. Yeah. The Young Ones. Uh, if you never seen, if you've never seen the Young Ones, go find it. Oh, you got to watch the show because it, it was brilliant. And uh, and what was funny is my dad, okay, has always had a thing for <clears throat> British comedy. Yeah. Like when I was, I remember him watching Benny Hill. Okay. And uh, Monty Python. Are you being served? Are you being served? Faulty Towers. When I was when I was young, but I remember walking through the house one night on a Sunday night, and my dad sitting there watching MTV, which was not allowed in our house, watching the Young Ones and laughing his ass off. And I'm like, not getting it because you know I'm yeah. 11, 12, you know, whatever. I'm like, what? And he's like, no, no. He's like, you have to understand. And he's like explaining like all this. Like, no, when they say they're going to the pharmacist, they're going to the drugstore. When they say, you know, I'm like, this is way too much <laughs> to have to remember, you know. But but for, but it's one of those things. My dad still to this day, my mom, my both of my parents will sit and watch on PBS, yeah. Faulty Towers and Are You Being Served and uh, Last of the Summer Wine and, and yeah. all of that stuff. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand you. To oh, at I'm, all. I, I'm <laughs> not, guilty. Not, not, not to say that that's just not good. I watch it's it. It's just one of those things where I look, you've met my parents, and it's one of those yeah. like, these are the least likely duo to I, ever watch this stuff. <laughs> somewhat agree, but I, I like my British comedy. Yeah, I too. know. It's a, it's a little different, you know. All right, anyway. Number 20, Laura Branigan, Self Control. I don't remember this song. I don't either, so let's um, move along. Here we go. Right now, we've got people screaming at us. They're like, what do you mean? I know, don't I know. Know uh, it was number twenty. You know, uh, yeah. it had to. I'm sure if we listened to it, we're like, oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, you know, Laura Blanagan also, you know, did Gloria. Yeah, remember, that was her big. You know, um, um, and not the G L G L O R I A Gloria. It was another one. Yeah. You know, it was a anyway uh, from the early '80s. Uh, the Romantics, talking in your sleep. Yeah, huge song. Yeah, huge song. Um, the Romantics again has this weird. Like you got this song. And then you've got that's what I like about you, and they're both they're like polar opposites of each other. Yeah. Of what were they? If doing? I remember right, um, the drummer was also the lead singer. He, well, he sang on "That's What I Like About You." Yeah. But I think one of the other guys sang this one, if I'm not mistaken. But predominantly, the drummer was the lead singer in yeah. the band. So, um, this yeah, that like I said, big song. Yeah. Um, they were really trying to tap into that new wave, whatever you know, and. Uh, so here we go. Jump, yeah. not Van Halen. Jump for my love by the Pointer Sisters. Yeah, Pointer Sisters again. Yeah. They were, you know, it's one of those things. Pointer Sisters have been around for a while. Yeah, you know, they they got started in the seventies. They, they had a lot of hits. They did, know, but it's... this era, they came back big. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, they had a song on the uh, on the. Um, um, I don't think it's on here. 
It's not. They had a song. It was the next year that it got big. They had a song on the um, Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Actually, it might have been Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack. That sounds more That was called Neutron Dance. Yeah. Okay. Here's your homework. Go to YouTube and listen to that song. Okay? If you can't remember it off the top, go and listen to it. Then go and look up the theme song for DuckTales and tell me that whoever put that together didn't rip off Neutron Dance. Okay. It even has the woohoo and everything. Really? I'm not joking. I, I'm, I'm going to have to check that joking. out then. I am not joking. So. We, we kind of need to talk about 17 through 15 altogether. Do we? Well, well two of them. Okay, like number 17. This again, this... this <clears throat> This uh, time after time by Cindy Lauper, which, which was is off. She's so my favorite. It's a great song. My I favorite Cindy Lauper. Um, number sixteen is the Reflex by Duran Duran. Yeah, and then number fifteen is Cindy Lauper again with Girls Just Want to Have Fun. But that was a holdover. Yeah, because she's so unusual had come out the year previously. Yeah, and this was definitely a, a holdover from that of like it was still on the charts going into 84, yeah. you know, type thing. But Time After Time is the song off oh, of that. Yeah. That one, and people forget because it, it was a minor hit, Money Changes Everything. Yep. Great song. Yep. Great song. Now, can so. we just mention the wrestling tie-in? Oh, yeah, the, the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Yeah, WrestleMania one. That was the whole, you know, Cindy Lauper got involved uh, with that, you know, she was in Hulk Hogan and Mr. T's corner, or or actually, no, she was in um, Captain uh, Lou Albano. Well, they was were they he, were he was in her music video for yeah. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but then there was they did this whole line, this whole angle where he turned on her, and yeah, it was, I and she that. was yeah. she, he was he was managing the fabulous Moolah, and she was uh, in the corner for um um oh what was her name. I can't believe I can't pull her name. <laughs> I cannot believe I. Wendy Richter. Okay, there you go. There you go. But nice she, pull. But she also had uh, she also had uh, ties with Hogan and and Mr. T. Yeah. And like, so yes, very much involved with WrestleMania one, which was actually in '85. Yeah. So uh, that was she was involved. It was a whole there was a whole Roddy Piper yeah. thing. That, actually, the whole the thing with with Wendy Richter and I know I'm going on a, a wrestling right. The thing with with Wendy Richter and um, Fabulous Moolah, I think actually happened on a Saturday night's main event. Like yeah, that was what. But when they got to when they by the time they got to uh, WrestleMania one, like Roddy Roddy Piper had attacked her or something, you know. And so that was the whole. It was it was Piper versus Hogan, and you yeah. know, and and so it it was it was Piper and um, was it Bob Orndorff, Cowboy Bob Orndorff, I think, against Hogan and Mr. T. Yeah, because it was a tag like team, you yeah. know. And she was in their coin. It was in Hogan and, and Mr. T. It, yeah, there's a big wrestling tie in there. Uh, <laughs> of, you know, the, the first WrestleMania, and yeah, I know it's. Uh, I, I knew I could pull it. Out the the rock. They called it. It was the Rock and Wrestling Connection. That's yeah. what they called it. You know, that was a big thing. You know, in the in the mid '80s. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here now we that go. I've geeked out over over wrestling, you know, it's on top of it all. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark. Yep, huge hit, and introduced us to, to Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. He's the okay. she's the girl that he pulls up on stage and dances with. If you've seen the video, you, you remember the video. Yes, she had I'm, real short hair, yep. and you know, and she's wearing like the white t shirt and all that. Okay. The jeans. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna laugh when I tell you this. I remember seeing that video. Yeah. Okay, 
And, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's a quote unquote concert video, but obviously the shots of her in the crowd are like done separately, you know, and, you know, yeah. and then they're, then they dance horribly at the end of it, yeah. uh, but it's, but on stage, you know, but it's one of those things. I remember seeing this video the first time and looking at it because she had the short hair and let's be honest, she kind of looked a little boyish, yeah. you know, and I, I remember thinking, why is that dude from that Wham video in the crowd and he's pulling her, pulling him up on stage to dance with him? <laughs> oh, that is great. Of course, the first time I remember seeing the video for Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, which I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. here a little bit, I remember because George Michael had both of his ears pierced, which in 1984... You didn't see guys do that at all. Not with both. It and was so, always no, the left ear. It was one. Yeah, it was well. It could be your right, depending, because that was kind of the the, the, the old, two places that I lived in during yeah. that time. It was you would get your well, left ear pierced. It was the left ear if you were. This is a lot of urban legend, but it was the left ear if you were straight, and it was the right ear if you were gay. Okay, yeah, that, that was like that cool. was the urban legend, no matter whatever that, that that permeated time and space for years and years just, and years. It was dumb. I know exactly, but it was one of those things that, like, yeah, if you're a guy, you got to get your left ear pierced, or else you know, everybody, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but I remember seeing that video for which are we going to talk about it? Actually, it's not on here. No, it's not on but here. But you know what? That album came out like at the end of the year. So yeah, that so makes it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have. I remember rated. seeing that video and, and really being, you know, at 10 years old and being really confused because George Michael, let's be honest, George Michael was a pretty guy, okay? He didn't wear makeup or anything, but he it was still kind of one of those things. He was like, wait a second. He's got blonde dyed blonde hair and he's got both his, is that a guy or a girl like i couldn't i was like i'm i'm confused here you know of what's going on because it was something new for me at that age and yeah, not you okay. know not having the maturity or the experience to figure it out now the funny thing about it is i've had both my ears pierced for 20 Five twenty-six years. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> still at forty-six years old. I'm still rocking double earrings on both ears. So yep. it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, got over that. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what was the next? Let's, next was one I? is off Footloose tra- soundtrack. Yes, let's again. hear it for the boy Denise, Denise Williams. Williams. Huge song. Huge song. Like you can't hear it. I mean, you, this is one of this those. This is that the kind whole of, dance montage yeah. where Kevin Bacon's teaching his buddy how yeah, to dance. Uh, what, we, will we ever figure out what his it's Penn is his last name. It's not Michael. Michael Penn is the singer. Yeah. Uh, it's. Um, I'm looking it up. I cannot remember because he died a few years ago. It, it's, what? It's Sean Penn's brother. He died. Yeah, but he died a few years I back. I don't remember that. Yeah. <sighs> ah, while you're looking it up, I'll get some more coffee. More coffee. <laughs> Footloose movie, uh, IMDb, Magic Witch Box. Um, let's see here. I need the cast. Chris Penn. Chris Penn. I didn't realize that Chris, Chris had died. He passed, and I should say there what year it was. It's, it was a few years back. Uh, yeah, and it was one of those things that like it happened so I think he had a heart attack or something. It was like. All of a sudden, he was gone. Um, you know, he 2006. Was, yeah, he was well, more than a few years back. He was 40. Yeah, he was in um, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, he was also in True Romance. 
Yeah, he he was in a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of indie, you know, yeah. and, and that leaning stuff. But yeah, he he passed. I, I remember when he passed and being like, oh wow, um, which means if he was forty in 06, he was really young when he did this movie. Yeah, he was like twenty nineteen twenty years old. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we didn't let's hear it for the boy. Uh, okay, so the number twelve, all night long. All, all night. Because <laughs> that's the way the song goes by Lionel Richie. Yep. Big song. Still, you know, still a big, you know, you turn on people like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, no. It was in a video. Not video. It was in a commercial a few years ago. You yeah. remember that? It was because uh, yeah, yeah, of the yeah. night vision or whatever. It was all the animals. Yeah, that's a. Okay. Number 11. This is one of my favorite songs. I love this, this song. This is John Waite with Missing You. Yep. I love this song. Now, it's been covered a few times over the years. Yeah. Uh, Tina Turner. In the mid '90s, did this song, yeah. and it was okay. It was a... Probably the most notable cover of this was also in the, the '90s. It was Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan no. at all of it. Um, but this song is just oh man, it's such a good song. It and, really is. And the video, really the music is. video, yeah. on top of it all, it was really good, very iconic. And then he went on to, to was it Bad English that he joined. After this, Maybe. it was bad. It was bad English. Yeah, you know they're the ones that when I see you smile. Yeah, that's John Waite singing yeah, that. You're right. So, you're yeah. right. Okay, so now we're into the top ten songs Here we of go. the year. Number ten, Culture, Culture Club. Club, Karma Chameleon, makes perfect sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense. A huge hit. You know, this was when America straight up embraced a drag queen for the first time. <laughs> well. I take that back. There was well, I can't remember the guy. I can't remember her name. There was a, a disco, yeah, that that had done. But it, but she never got really big. No, you know, not but, like boy, but George. boy George got huge. And again, ten year old Mead's going. He calls himself Boy George, but he's dressed like a girl. <laughs> I honestly thought Alien. I, yeah, well, that's perfect. Thinking him, if you want to say Boy George Alien, sure. I, I yeah, yeah. Okay, that, okay. That's I was now, like I was like Alien. Do you remember when he was on the A-Team? Vaguely. Okay. What's funny, go and look up, like, clips of it, yeah. of, like, the interaction between him and Mr. T. I swear to God, they're flirting with each other. <laughs> they probably were just for the fun of it. Because it, it's one of those things that, like, Mr. T's really got his smile going on when he's talking to Boy George. Or, excuse me, B.A. Baracus. He's really got the smile yeah. going on when he's talking to Mr. T. To, uh, Boy yeah. George. So. All right, number nine. It's Ray Parker Jr. again. Mm-hmm. But with the the um, I want a new drug ripoff song <laughs> with this cover of Huey Lewis in the news Ghostbusters, Hugh man could not this Ghostbusters. This was the first time I remember seeing seeing the music video and noticing that they had done two cuts of it. Really. Because remember at the end of it where they've got like the big screen and they're putting all the different celebrities and they're singing Ghostbusters, you know, they're lip syncing yeah. Ghostbusters. That changed over time. Really, they added people and took people away and that kind of stuff. So it was one of those things I where it's like, all right, that's that. pretty cool. Now the rest of the video is the same, yeah. but who was actually in that changes over time. Like there, there's a couple of different cuts of it. I remember seeing huh. that, but I mean, like, and noticing it being, wait a second. That person wasn't in there the last time I saw this, or, or what happened to so and so that was in this. And That's then, interesting. Yeah. So the first time that I remember there being two cuts yeah. of a video from some, but yeah, huge song. 
I mean, huge song. And Huey Lewis is getting all that money now because they won, oh, they won yeah. the lawsuit. They won that lawsuit. Yeah, they did. Um, because they're, they go and listen to I Want a New Drug and this, and you'll hear it. Yep. And the whole thing is Huey Lewis went on record saying, they approached me to do a song for this. And I said no. Yep. Because, you know, we were coming off of you know, all the success with our own original stuff. There was no use in, you know, there was, we didn't want to do a soundtrack. Yep. You know, we just want to do our own stuff. <clears throat> and so he said no. And he said, the first time I turned on the radio and heard it, I was like, son of a bitch. They took one of our songs. And, <laughs> and the courts agreed. Yep. So... <laughs> And now you've got number eight, which is one of my bands that everybody kind of looks at this band I and is like, I can't believe I this was a top ten hit uh, of, not, of the year on top of it all. So, number eight for the year. It's the mm-hmm. band Yes with Owner, Owner of, of Lonely, Lonely now, Heart. I'll tell you, this was a big song. I'm not going to lie. It was. Oh, you yeah. heard it on you heard it on rock stations. You heard it on pop stations. You know, I mean, it was it was that, you know. And... Um, it's it's a good song. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird video because remember it had that in the middle of it where all of a sudden all the music stopped and it's just like it's a drum break. Yeah, well, well, no, there's nothing going on, and it's like showing these different animals flying around. And I guess they're supposed to turn into the members of the band or something. I don't know. Yeah, a, so, but yeah, it, and, it was and a weird this, video. And this isn't even like my favorite song yeah. off that album. Uh, changes. Uh huh. I guarantee you, this is the only one that sounds that way off that song. Yeah. <laughs> Just because Yes was such a, a, an eclectic They band. were a prog rock. Yeah, very much. Very, very much. Very much prog so. rock, yeah. Uh, okay, so number seven, Lionel Richie again with Hello. This is once again one of those musical crimes. It's not a very good song. Uh, well, the it's video really, with the, the, <laughs> the blind girl. It's doing, one of his students. Yeah. Okay. And he's basically stalking her, and then she makes a a, a, a bust of him, a and it huge, looks nothing like a huge <laughs> giant clay head that doesn't look anything. Did you ever see him talk about that? No, because he he mentioned it. he was like you know when they brought it in, and, and he was like he told the director he was like this doesn't look anything like me, and he said the guy looked at him and said Lionel she's blind. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Okay, so number six. Now we have number six, which was off the album 1984, mm-hmm. in the year of 1984. Which came out in January, so it had a full year of... Yep. Yeah. This is Van Halen yep. with Jump. Yep. And Huge. and this is full-on David Lee Roth. This in the last album he's with them. In the know? spandex, mm-hmm. doing the giant kung fu kicks mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. You know, hey, you, who said that? Do what? <laughs> hey, you, who said that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just going to roll my eyes and move right along. Hey, can't you see I'm sitting here with my back against the record machine? I think you know what I mean. Sorry, folks. It's this not is... the worst that you've seen. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> My dramatic interpretations. <laughs> Did you ever see the video or that that SNL sketch? No. Um, David Hyde Pierce was hosting okay. uh, from Frasier, you know, uh, yeah. Niles, and um, he was playing a he's playing a, a teacher, yeah. like a high school teacher, and Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and that kind of stuff. And he's like trying to he, he's they were supposed to write poems, you know, for every other side of, and like 
they're basically like some of the kids are and anyway adam sandler is reciting the lyrics to jump you know and it's one of those things and then like one of the, somebody else is an acdc you know whatever you know type yeah stuff. and it's funny because the bell rings and david Hyde pierce he stops he's like hey he's like hey hey yeah I, I really enjoyed your your uh your 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 poem. He's like, I think I hear what you're saying, and if you ever feel like you need to jump, you know, you can come and talk to me. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. And he leaves. You know? <laughs> so th- this was the season that um, Chris Elliott was in the cast. Oh, he comes okay. walking. He's like, Hey, man. He's like, How was class today? He's like, Oh, you know, the usual burnouts trying to pass off Van Halen and ACDC songs with his poems. <laughs> and he's like, You want to go smoke a doobie? Yeah, sure. Let's go. <laughs> So Van Halen with Jump. Yes. Now, I am not a huge Phil Collins fan. Okay, like I don't hate him. I like I like some of his stuff. Yeah. Like, use, there, there's a very small window in the mid '80s of of uh, of his stuff that I really like. Yeah. This being the top of it, which is Against All Odds. Yeah. Which is from the movie Against All Odds. Beautiful song. It's been used in all kinds of stuff. And yep. let me tell you right now. If you think you can sing, try this song out, and it'll tell you just how much you cannot sing. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's deceptively hard to sing. Yeah, so. it, it's the high end that mm-hmm. gets you every stinking time. Yep. Uh, um, so, anyway, number four. Wow, that was an awkward pause. Yeah, well, it's about right for, for Phil Collins. So. <laughs> it's, it's true. Because, you know. Footloose. Yeah, you know, i got to cut loose. Oh, good Lord. I'm glad this is almost over. Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins made a name for himself doing soundtracks. Yes, he did. Okay, because he had um, I'm Caddyshack. All right. I'm all right from Caddyshack. He had Footloose. Yep. from Footloose. He did um, Top uh, Gun. Top Gun with um, Danger Zone. Danger Zone and, and Over uh, the Top. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, meet me uh, halfway across the sky. It was yeah. over the top. He also did a song for foot, for uh, Caddyshack Two, the with the. Uh, oh, I'd forgotten about um, that. Um, yeah. I'm going all the way. Yeah, yeah. It was like, let's put it this way. I just want props for being able to pull the over the top. Over the top was yeah. a good one. That that was that yeah. was a. But yeah, Kenny Loggins was in the '80s, basically what Brian Adams became in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Of of an act that had been around for a decade, yeah, and then just moved in. Okay, fine. I'm going to do all these soundtracks and Pay, you know, paycheck, paycheck, yeah, big paycheck. Okay, yeah, and big songs. All right, I'll do I it. Mean, yeah, we. You look at the Brian songs. Adams when a man loves a woman. Yeah, that was from Don Juan DeMarco. Yeah, or Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? That's the name of Not yeah. When a Man Loves a Woman. That's a different song. Um, that's Percy the, Sledge, isn't it? The no, no, no. This was this was no, no. He did when yeah. have you have uh, have you ever really loved a woman? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's uh, it. He did the. Uh, of course, he did the. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. From the the uh, Robin Hood Prince, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. He did that trio with um, Sting and Rod Stewart for the Three Musketeers. The yeah. All for uh, All for One and All yeah. for Love. You know. Uh, he did the entire soundtrack for Spirit. Uh, Horse of the Cimarron. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> you can go down the line. There's a whole bunch of he, he, there's a whole bunch of other that type. It, of it's stuff like Kenny Loggins got tired. It's like, yeah. hey Brian, you yeah, want to do you this do for this a while? Now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, number three. Again, this is a holdover. It is. It is a holdover from eighty from eighty three. Say say say, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Yep. 
good song. I'm not going to slag on it. It's a good song. Yeah. I still, I, I like it, you know. Um, and you want, do we want to say anything else about that, or we just mm. want to move on to number one? It's just, or number, number two. two. Number two. I'm really, this, this could easily be 1A and 1B for this year. I, I agree. But number two is Tina Turner with What's Love, Love Got, Got to, to Do, do with, with It. It's such a great song. Great Huge video. Huge song. It's literally her just walking down the sidewalk. And she was in her 40s at the time when she did this video. Don't, don't say that she, like but I'm that. just saying. I mean, but I'm in my I know, 40s. I know, but that, that's, I don't look near that good. People forget that Tina Turner was in her early 30s when, when, her, and, when her and Ike Turner hit. Yeah. Like, she had been around for a little while. Of course, Ike Turner had been around for a long. He was older than she was, you know, type thing. Yeah. But the thing is, is that is a talent wins out over everything. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Tina Turner's beautiful on top of She always has been, you know. Yeah. But if you go back and watch this video and you're like, you're telling me that's a 43, 44-year-old woman in that video. No, it's not. I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> you got to remember, 40 in 1984 was a lot different than 40 in 2020. Oh. Okay. <laughs> People aged a lot differently back then. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I, I don't know would, what it, I don't know what I guess it's just the hard living or what. I'll, I'll be honest just, with um, you. I've, I I'm I look like 1984 mm, 47. I don't. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, you I, look I like 1984-50s. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, no, what are you talking about? Wilford Brimley was 50 <laughs> years old when he did Cocoon, okay? Think about that. Wilford Brimley was 50 years old when he made Cocoon, which was about a senior living uh, yeah. society you know, that, that finds him. Brad Pitt is 55 years old now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Number one. Number one, Prince. When, when Doves Cry. cry. Could not get away from this song. Could still not. can't get away so, from this and, song. And there's no reason to. But it was everywhere. I mean, this in a lot of ways. And this was you, know, you get the comparison. The year before, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Beat it, Billy Jean. You say, yeah, beat it, Billy Jean. Um, thriller. Yeah. You know. Well, you get, thrill, Thriller was still on. Well, yeah, well, what I'm saying, but, but you know, they, they came oh, out yeah. that year, you know, and it was one of those things of, okay, but you go to 84, when doves cry, yeah. let's go crazy, yeah. purple rain. Yep. It's one of those Darling things. Darling Nikki. And that was never released as a single, but yeah, but, but, but Take Me With You was off this album. Yeah. Uh, I Would Die For You was on this album. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like. It was it was it was one of those like if 1983 belonged to Michael Jackson, 1984 belonged to Prince. It's true, you know that no ifs ands buts about it. Now 85 belonged to Madonna. There was no yeah. <laughs> there, if we started looking at 85, you would see that like a virgin and um, uh, dress you up in my love and you know all that stuff would just be like nope Madonna 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 Madonna. I mean just it would just go on and on. Well, so I'm just going. I'm I've slipped of, over to 1985. So number one in 85 was Wham with Careless Whisper. Really? Yep. Number two was Madonna with with like a virgin. Uh, number three was Wham with Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Yeah. So 1985 might actually yeah. belong to. Like I said, if you go back and listen to Freedom 90, yeah, which Michael Jackson, you know, with Michael. See, you're doing it George too. Michael, you're doing not it too. Michael Jackson, George <laughs> Michael, George Michael, you know, basically wrote about his time in Wham. 
mm-hmm. and, and then his solo, you know, the Faith album. You yeah. Know? Um, because that was uh, "Listen Without Prejudice" is the album that um, that came out in nine in ninety, which had Freedom ninety on it, um, and that was kind of his. He went away for a few years, went back to England, and said, "Okay, I've got to change all of this." Yeah. And but that song is one hundred percent. If you if you especially if you look at those first couple of verses of that song, it's all about the days in Wham. You yeah. know, I mean, it, the lyrics are right but there. It, you know, it, it's Wham, Madonna, Wham. Right. But then you don't hit Madonna again until you get down to like number nine with mm. Crazy for You. But still, that's two yeah. in the top ten. And Crazy for You wasn't even on one of her albums. That was on the soundtrack for Vision Quest. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. And that's a great song. Oh, 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 guys. Do you know what number 20 on 1985 was? Mm-mm. USA for Africa. We, we are, are the, the world. world. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, one of my favorite favorite pop punk bands Dave knows this is a band called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies which yeah. is a a bunch it's like it, it's Fat well, Mike from No Effects and it's one of the guys from the Foo Fighters and it's you know, it's, it's like a it's, bunch of it's guys Chris, that they um, Chris Schiff yeah that they put all they all put together but they do these albums where they'll you know they did one a couple of years ago where it was what was the name of it because I played it for you and I'll, I'll tell you straight up I am not <laughs> I am not a big fan of, of of ukulele covers at all. No, but they did a ukulele cover of "Crazy for You" that is masterful. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap!" They did a really good version of this. This is really good. But I always like that was always that's always been one of my favorite Madonna songs. Yeah, and and, and yeah. So anyway, I know we're getting into the year, but 1984. We've done. We did albums. We did movies, and now we done. We did the singles. Yeah. We could probably, again, just if we went into sports or something, because like the Olympics happened that year. You know, I mean, which, which a, actually one of my great uncles went out and covered. Yeah, you know, I think I already talked about the, yeah. it with being in the. But there was just of world so records. much that happened that year that it was just yeah. like wow. Um, Dayglo became a huge thing. Oh, I know because I had a bunch of yeah, jams. Jams became a thing. Jellies. Yeah, I know that that was right around the time that the Hawaiian shirts started coming back. Yeah, you know that that was just like Ocean Pacific shirts yeah, everywhere. OP, I OP had was everywhere. I had a couple of mm-hmm. bright hot pink Ocean Pacific shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, Bones this Brigade is, skating. You know, this was a skateboarding um, started getting huge. Eighty four, the eighty four draft, the NBA draft was the one that. You get Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah. You get uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. You get um, uh, Charles Barkley yeah. came out. I mean, it's one of those things where it was a big like guys. Was, was the Admiral? No, that was years later. Was that years yeah, later? Yeah, yeah, oh. it's early, late eighties, early nineties, somewhere right there. I, I guess, guess you're right. right. Uh, but no, but those three, those are three big. Yeah. yeah, two of the three of them won championships. And unfortunately, Barkley never never got there, you know. But he, but you it's know, terrible. It really was it's terrible. I, Charles Barkley was a good ball player, and uh, but yeah, but it's just one of those things. You start looking, you know, the uh, that was the year that um, the, um, San Francisco won their second championship. <sighs> I know that was when they beat um, who they beat. Oh, Denver. They yeah. beat the Denver Broncos. They killed. The Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> See, when it comes to football, I'm more of a fan of 1985. Yeah, the Bears. The Bears. I know, I know, I know. But you know, which is but, basically the only year we've ever had. But the ever. funny thing about it is that the a lot of the building blocks for that 85 Bears yeah, came, came from, from the 84 yeah. se- se- uh, season. You know, with some of the people they added, some people they lost. 
yeah. during that time period. I actually made it possible for other people to step up and, and them become yeah. what, the dominating force that they were. So, yeah, it was just a, 84 was just a, and if you've listened to, if this you've is the year listened, Reagan took over. No, Reagan was reelected. Reelected, you're right. He was reelected right. in yeah. 80 and he was re and he won by a landslide. landslide. And then we got the Iron Contra. That's in 80. Seven or eighty-eight or Ira something. North. Yeah, but it was leading up to that. Uh, not Ira North. Uh, Ira uh, <laughs> Oliver, North. Oliver North. Oliver North. <sighs> Don Hall or not? No, Don Fawn Hall. Fawn I Hall. Really need yeah. some sleep. Yeah, that was uh, that. That was that was later. Uh, yeah, it just. If you've listened to this enough, you've heard me many times kind of lament this nineteen eighties hangover that just will not stop, and I still I'm like I think the eighties were fine, but not the the best time ever like so many people try to you know try to, to paint them at it was, a fun at, time, it was but, yeah but i will have to say that 1984 like right there in the dead center of it kind of the touchstone it really you know it's one of those things where you look at it you're like man there was so much that happened this year it it, it, it every decade kind of has it i mean it, in the 70s it was kind of like 73 vietnam wars over uh, you had a bunch of musicians died. The music scene shifts yeah. in '84. You had all of this stuff going right. on, and then uh, in '96, '96 was a big yeah, yeah, it was a big turning point for the country um, for a lot of reasons. Especially you start looking at what happened after that. Yeah, of course, you know, the next decade, and it's right off the bat. You had 2001, 9/11 changed the course of the entire decade yep. at the very beginning of it. Yep. you know, so I mean, it, it just. Uh, yeah, you, you do have that, and I guess in the 2010s, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we may be too close to it. Yeah, it's one of those things we, we can't really look at it at this point. We have to take another <clears> decade <throat> or so. But, um, but yeah, the uh, just yeah, go and check out some of the stuff that we've talked about, and we'll put some links in here and there. I guarantee you that I'm there's going to our YouTube page is going to have all kinds of playlists oh, of stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, and if you're looking for stuff, uh, Spotify, not that we're sponsored or even no, on no, Spotify yeah, because they won't let us in on. Yet, so. um, they, they actually billboard actually puts out playlists mm-hmm. and I actually have the billboard top 100 playlist on Spotify that I've listened to on the way over here. Yeah. And you, you know, you, the other day when we started talking about yeah. doing this, you uh, put it, pulled it up and yeah. was like, yeah, this is, and, a couple of the songs like oh yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that song so. i think i'm gonna pull up 85 for the drive home there you go <laughs> so anyways if you would like to get in touch with us and tell us about your 1984 do it here all right hey guys we want to thank you for listening and supporting us all this time just wanted to let you know we can be found on apple podcast at project x pod uh, we're also on google play we're on stitcher we're on tuned in radio and hopefully we're going to be getting on some other platforms also you can also get a hold of us by email at projectxpod at gmail.com. I've also got my own private one at bigdavexpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at projectxpod, and there's also at bigdavexpod. Uh, we're on Facebook at projectxpodcast, and we're on YouTube. We're starting to do some stuff on YouTube at projectxpodcast. So if you like us, please spread the word. You know, let your friends know if you can't stand us, tell all your enemies, you know, we, you can torture them that way. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. All right. That's enough. Let's get on with the show. All right. Bye. Oh, you know something else that happened in 84? What's that? Pop culture wise. Transformers. Uh, Transformers. That was the year that Transformers broke. And let me tell you, 
you know, 80, 83 was G.I. Joe. 82 was Masters of the Universe. Like, yeah. these are the big toy lines that came out, you know, and you can yep. go on, you know, and, and, you know, but those three for me are still like, I, I still have some of each of those. <laughs> I'm sure in my stuff that's packed mm, up between yeah. my house and my mom's house, I wanted Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. I wanted Optimus Prime. Yeah. And the dad was big into shooting and all that. So I think his way of trying to. What just happened? I don't know. So, uh, hey guys, I'm not 100% sure what happened with uh, our recording right there. Uh, we recorded further on for, I don't know, another while, and I have no idea what happened to it. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to put a pin in it for right now, right here, and uh, say uh, we will see you next time. Uh, I think the next episode that comes out is going to be a, um, a very long episode that uh, Corey, who has been on here before, uh, and I sat down and recorded one night just kind of talking about our friendship and how life has changed over the last you know 25 plus years. So uh, yeah, guys, thanks a lot for uh, joining us again for the Project X podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you.